Hello and welcome to the Manifesting Makeup Artist podcast. I'm your host, Amber Tallarico, founder and creator of the What It Takes documentary and now online platform. I'm so excited to bring this podcast to our community that offers education, motivation, and inspiration. It's my mission to connect education with mindset techniques so that you can manifest the career of your dreams. If you love this episode, make sure to give us a five-star review and feel free to take a screenshot on your phone to share with your social media and tag us on Instagram. I want to take a moment to thank our awesome sponsors, EI School of Makeup, where artistry meets industry. Thank you guys so much for being a part of this podcast. All right, are you ready to manifest the shit out of your career? I sure hope so, because I know I am. Let's get on with the show. I get a lot of questions from makeup artists, and the most commonly asked question that I get is, Amber, how do you stay so busy? How do you get all the jobs that you have? How do you get so much consistent work? And I feel like most of the time, my answer is pretty much the same. And I I honestly, I can't remember what I've told every single person. But what I tell pretty much every single person who asks me this question is networking. That is what I did in my early years of this of, of starting my career as a makeup artist and a hairstylist. I was a networking beast. And so my answer is that the number one way to get jobs is 100% in your networking skills and your networking capabilities and how how you utilize networking for your career. So yeah, I networked even before I got into cosmetology school. Like you guys networking networking is is so imperative as a makeup artist and a hairstyle as you know in in today's age and with social media being so accessible, that is that that's kind of like no nobody has excuses anymore. You have to network. So to bring you on a little bit of my journey, I networked before I even went to cosmetology school. So if you heard my story in the first episode, I decided around my sophomore junior year of high school to pursue going to hair, you know, get, getting a having a career as a hairstylist. And so I went to cosmetology school and before I even went to cosmetology school, while I was in high school, I was constantly researching other hairstylists and trying to find out who the big names were, what they did, what brands they worked with, you know, the education that they offered, things like that. So I was doing a lot of research and to be honest, like I'm I'm a research freak. That's just kind of in my my DNA. I'm I'm obsessive about researching. And so when I like literally when I was in high school, I would probably stay up until about three or four in the morning on on school nights, and have to get up at like six o'clock, maybe six thirty in the morning to get to school on time. And so I I would literally just be on on the computer and researching the crap out of the hair industry. At that time, I had no, like truly serious, like zero intention of doing makeup. At the time, I actually hated makeup. I thought I just, I never did my own makeup. And I, to be honest, I never really did my hair either. And it's kind of, it's still true to this day. I'm very much a tomboy in that sense, but m- that makeup was not even on my radar at the time. So anyway, I was networking before beforehand. So 
let's fast forward to my senior year, like towards the end of my senior year, um, I was researching. So I, I knew that I was going to go to school in Indianapolis at Aveda Institute of Indianapolis. And so what I did before I went to that school, I researched all of the salons that were in that area and decided which one I felt was not only the best salon, but kind of aligned with, with me and my, like kind of what I embody as a hairstylist, like what I wanted to do. I was very edgy at the time. And I, I mean, I, I guess I kind of still am to an extent. I'm not nearly as edgy as I used to be, but that was what this one particular salon embodied. And so I pursued that salon. I reached out to them. This is when MySpace was a very apparent in the social media world, which was, gosh, I mean, that was so long ago, but I reached out to the salon owner on MySpace and was like, I want to, I want to work for your salon and I'm getting ready to go to cosmetology school, but I am ready and willing to intern at your salon and work during the hours that I'm not at school. So I literally would, I would go to school from, it was Tuesday to Saturday, I want to say from eight to four, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. And I would go, I believe it was Tuesdays and Thursdays. I would go to that salon and intern from six to nine. So that was a networking way. So I, I met all of the salon stylists there. I was, you know, meeting their clients and I was learning even further education. And so I was like just really immerse, immersing myself in in that networking kind of capacity. And so also while I was in school, I was trying to connect with local photographers and meet other new and upcoming artists as well. And I was at that salon for a couple years, and then I moved back home to Fort Wayne. And the, I'm, I'm from Fort Wayne, Indiana. That's my hometown. And I did the same thing. I researched the crap out of the best salon that was in my area. I reached out to the owner. I asked if there was an opportunity for me to work there. And then, lo and behold, they had an assisting position for their, like, top stylist. So there, that was my in. I went there, and they had really amazing opportunities. They had... They, they had a, a lot of their stylists that would be a part of like runway shows, like local runway shows and editorial shoots and commercials. And so I made sure like that was the salon that I wanted to be a part of. And while I was at that salon, uh, I was continually reaching out to local photographers and local filmmakers. And so while I was there, I, I worked on a commercial. I I think there was... I don't even know how many test shoots I did with this photographer friend of mine and actually a couple of photographer friends of mine, but I was constantly networking is my point. And then fast forward to when I actually moved out to Los Angeles, I did the same thing before I made any moves. I, I did my research and I networked and met people. And so before I moved, I actually reached out to, there was a, uh, an author of a book. Her name is Diana Schmitke. She uh, she wrote the book called Shortcuts, and she's a men's groomer. And before I moved, I reached out to her after reading this book because I was obsessed with it, and I asked her for advice. And she basically said exactly what I'm telling you: network, make connections before you go and move to a really big city, so that when you go, you already have people that you have connected with, and whether or not they can give you a job, maybe they can show you and, you know, like guide you in a direction of somebody that can get you jobs. And so I, I started, you know, 
trying to find other people that I might have like, you know, similar connections with or um, friends of friends and things like that. So I did that. And there was about three or four people that I connected with before I moved to Los Angeles. And I got jobs from those people. And they, you know, gave my name to more people. And the other thing that I also want to emphasize is I researched the crap out of the makeup school that I went to. I went to makeup designery. And the thing that I liked the most about their program that they offered is how they express their importance of of helping you with your career after you graduate and so that was something that really meant a lot to me and so when I when I attended that school I immediately went to the career service department I was like I want to be your best friend (laughs) and you know it worked out really great for me that she and I connected really well and she gave me a lot of of work she always passed really great work along to me and so while I was in school I was constantly networking just networking networking I would go to events that were free uh anytime that I would go out with friends and like get drinks or something I made sure that I was talking and saying what I was doing and saying hey if you ever need a makeup artist like I'm your girl or a hairstylist or if you ever need a haircut, like I'm your girl. And there was actually a party that I went to and this guy, his name is Colin, who I actually, we went to the same high school, which is really funny. And we we connected at this at this party and he actually was like, oh my God, you do makeup. That's amazing. I actually need a makeup artist for my first feature film that I'm directing. And that brought me to department heading my first feature film. And so networking, you guys, is just so incredibly massive. You have to, like, you guys, I was in a, I was in a grocery store line one time. I barely remember this conversation, but I guess I just had my networking pants on and whoever was in front of me, I, the conversation came up that I was a makeup artist. And that woman, was also a makeup artist, and I, I honestly, you guys, I really don't remember this, but supposedly, like, I think I gave her my card. I think that's what it was, because I, I really don't remember exchanging information, like, here's your number, here's my number, um, but she reached out to me. She was like, yo, I don't know if you remember meeting me at Sprouts, but uh, I really need a makeup artist assistant. I would love to hire you, and she has hired me a bunch of other times since then. You guys, that was, like, that was like seven years ago. Seven years ago, I was networking in the goddamn grocery store line. The opportunity for networking is endless. It really, really is. And the, you know, with social media, there is absolutely no reason why you're you shouldn't be networking. If you, you know, if you're an artist that has reached out to me and maybe you're looking at my Instagram stories or my Instagram feed or my Facebook or whatever you're looking at and you're like, oh my God, she's so busy. Please know that there was a lot of time and energy that I put into networking specifically. It's funny too, because I recently was going through really old emails (laughs) To, to actually to like get all my union paperwork in line when I was trying to do the 60, 60, 60, which is, gosh, it's so hard because they don't really, <laughs> they don't allow a lot of things that I, I do. But anyways, that's, that's besides the point. But I was going through these emails and I noticed just how much of a beast I was at networking. So uh, going back to like when I first got here, 
there, there's, uh, it's really non-existent anymore, <laughs> but Model Mayhem, I actually, um, at the time, Model Mayhem, you had to like request to be a part of their, their system or whatever. And I was always, when I, after I finally got approved, cause it was like a two week period of time that they had to go through. It was crazy, but they had a lot of job opportunities to bring together. It was pretty much geared for like photography stuff. So like editorial and, and, and runway type of stuff. So I actually got several jobs off of model mayhem and a lot of test work. And when I was going through these emails, you guys, there was dozens, there was absolutely dozens of photographers that I was in contact with to network with. And to be honest, there was a lot of them that kind of fell through, but the, the, point is, is that I was ruthless. I, anytime that I saw somebody that I liked their work, I immediately contacted them. So that kind of basically for you, what that might look like is doing a hashtag research on Instagram, you know, LA photographers or wherever you live, your local city photographers and reaching out to those photographers. I just recently did this. There's a, a men's, uh, there's a guy, he's a photographer and he specifically works with men. And I really want to get back into men's grooming and focusing on that. And so I reached out to him and I was like, yo, I love your, I really, really love your work. And I'm a men's groomer and I would absolutely be love to, you know, I would absolutely love to be considered for any upcoming shoots that you have. Like, you know, if you want to do some test work before we, you know, you hire me or anything like that, like I would be more than happy to, to exchange my, my services w- with you. So and he got back to me and unfortunately the one time that we actually had everything planned I was when I got sick this past month and it you know never came through but I'm making sure that I'm staying in contact and staying on top of that that network so that I can work with this guy cuz I absolutely love his work but you know constantly being on top of that like Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn are really really major when it comes to networking. So if, you know, you're listening to this episode and you're like, well, Amber, I'm like really shy. I don't like talking to people. I have social anxiety and all of what you're saying sounds absolutely terrifying. Just know that I'll be completely honest. I'm, I'm, I'm a really outgoing person. I'm 100% an extrovert. So I can never sit here and say, oh, I understand so, because I'm just not that I would be lying if I was like, oh, I totally get it. I'm shy too because I'm really, I'm really not that shy. But what I can say is I do have friends that have you know experienced that, and one in particular, she actually told me, per, like one on one, saying like Amber, before I met you, I was so scared of what my career was like, how I was going to be able to make a career out of this because I was so, so incredibly shy. And really she's actually a really shy person. Like when you first meet her, she's really quiet. She's extremely shy. But the moment that you start to talk to her and, you know, maybe start talking about really fun topics with her, she just, she loves to talk. And so, you know, in a lot of cases, I feel like a lot of people are like that in a sense where they 
are really, really shy and kind of intimidated to to show themselves. And then once they kind of find that common ground, that's when, you know, you start feeling, you start letting your, your guard down. But if you are one of those people that are really, really shy, more of an introvert, just know that like social media has made it so much more easier than what it was back in the day where you actually did have to call people or you did have to go to these events and meet these people in person. And just really take advantage of the fact that if and when you are networking on social media, if you don't hear back from the people that you're trying to network with, it's okay. You know, don't take that personally. And, you know, behind the scenes, start working on your social skills, you know, try to figure out what it is that does make you more comfortable, whether that's wearing certain things, maybe it is grounding yourself or doing a certain meditation before you go to social events, find what can help you in that sense. Is it talking to a certain person that like gets you all amped up before you go to something like that? So, you know, really find that out about yourself. And once, I promise you, once you you find that out, once you find out a little bit more about yourself of maybe where the, the shy or like introverted side of you comes from, you'll you'll start to gain more confidence. And really, networking is more about confidence. I mean, yeah, of course, it's a social thing, but it's just we're all we're all here to help each other, you know. There's so many jobs for every one of us and something I really hope kind of, you know, Start, starts to dwindle is the, the the competition, the competitiveness that is within our community. It's like, all right, people, calm down. We're all in it together. But anyway, so yes, if, if you're not utilizing your social media for networking, definitely start because that is imperative to your career. Network as much as you possibly can. There is, so I was talking about Model Mayhem earlier. I have no idea what Model Mayhem is like nowadays, but there is a an app that is... On, I think it's only on iPhone, but it's an app that is exclusive to creatives in the film and fashion industry. So there's models, actresses, producers, directors. There are, let's see, gosh, there's so many, you know, hairstylists, makeup artists, uh, musicians, art, like it's, it's incredible. Now it's the same, it's kind of how Model Mayhem started where you actually have to have an invite. So I'm a part of Mixer. So if you want to be a part of Mixer, if you have an iPhone and you have, I'm pretty sure it's a similar thing where they have to like analyze your portfolio and all that stuff before they accept you into the program or the app. So if you want to be a part of that, I actually have a very special link that I am giving to everybody that is listening to this podcast. So if you have an iPhone, you'll be able to access this. I have no idea if it's available for Android users or when it will be, if that's ever going to happen. Maybe I can try and find that out. But I know for a fact that it's for iPhone users for sure. I just don't know about the Android yet. Um, They might be working on that. Who knows? But if you're interested in that Uh, The only way that you can be a part of that app is if you use somebody's personal invite link. So I have an invitation link that you guys can use, and I'm putting it on the podcast resource page. So you're going to go to www.whatittakesfilm.com forward slash podcast. So I'm going to say that again, whatittakesfilm.com 
forward slash podcast and you'll see all of the different resources that I always refer to during these podcasts and there will be the link specifically for the Mixer app. It's called Mixer Creative App, I believe. So definitely check that out if that's something you want. And I really, to be honest, it's a re- it is a really, really great app. There are really, really solid professional people on that site and I've networked with some people there is a really 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 big opportunity that I got from this app actually a couple opportunities but this one is like absolutely major I don't want to talk about it until it's like officially in the can um, because I definitely don't want to jinx myself or anything just know that it is a massive show on Netflix right now chances are you've probably watched it but it's it, it's a massive opportunity is all I can say. And like I'm pinching myself. I'm even pinching myself to the fact that I somehow am being brought into this opportunity in general, whether and I whether or not I get the job. Like I'm just happy that this guy reached out to me and was like, yo, I love your vibe. I think you'd be great for this position. Let's talk. And that was all through Mixer app. And I've definitely gotten some other test work from Mixer app. It's just a really solid you know, app. I really highly suggest it for those of you that are um, that are in the the film and the fashion world. I can't speak for like if you do bridal and like headshot work. I don't know. I mean, headshots you could definitely get some really great work out of uh, networking on Mixer app. But like you know, if you're in special effects, 100% it'd be great for you. So other ways that you can network are at events, of course. So like in person events like Monster Palooza, IMATS, the makeup show, definitely you know, drink down that coffee and go like get amped up and go talk to all of your, all of your peers and all of your mentors, you know, go to the demos that these amazing makeup artists are, are showcasing and ask them questions and go to the keynote speakers and things like that. And, you know, you do not, I want to emphasize that you do not have to network with the massive people. A lot of the times you want to kind of work your way up to networking with those people. Um, That's not, I'm not saying that like indefinitely, you know, I'm just saying that sometimes if you're intimidated or you're really shy sometimes it's a little bit easier to kind of work your way up to talking to super duper big famous makeup artists you can do it however the hell you want though like this is your life you do whatever you want and I'm not gonna judge all right but this is just me you know kind of giving you some possible advice that might help you along the way but events are really really great and it doesn't have to end at like events that are just for makeup artists it can be you know, film festivals, you know, you will meet a ton of amazing, amazing professionals at these, these film festivals. There's also bridal events, there's photography events, there's, if you're anything like me and you're super duper into the metaphysical world and spiritual world, you guys, there's like an event every single damn day. I go to a lot of events like like I said I love spiritual stuff and even when I go to events that have nothing to do with makeup those are actually the times I meet really great people they're like oh my god I need a makeup artist for this like I'm so happy that I met you or whatever like don't ever just make it about going to events that are just for makeup artists like expand your your reach and remember that this 
everybody probably needs a makeup artist or a hairstylist at least some point in their life, whether, whether or not they're in that industry or not, like they might, you know, everybody needs a haircut. Everybody's going to need their makeup done at some point, you know, with men, it's a little bit different, but you get, you, I think you get my drift here. It's the opportunities, like there's always an opportunity to be had at any type of event and it doesn't have to be an event. It can just literally be in line while you're getting your Starbucks. So, you know, kind of having that mentality, that's, that's where, where I started. I was, it was always like, I, you know, there was always an opportunity for me to be able to be like, oh my God, like I would love to do your makeup sometime. Oh, you're an actor. If you ever need makeup for your headshots, let me know. And I've done so many headshots and headshots are really good money. You know, it's super fast, super quick and, you know, a decent paycheck, you know, something else too is partnering with other artists. And this is something that, you know, if you went to makeup school or if you're going to makeup school, I really, really hope that you utilize the fact that all of your peers are people that can and will hire you someday. Or you might have to do the same thing and hire them. So don't ever discount your fellow makeup artist friends. They, especially in this last year, I've experienced this more than I have in my entire career, which is getting a lot of job referrals from fellow makeup artists that I've worked with. So I started working on really big teams probably back in 2016. I started working on really big ad campaigns that had like dozens of makeup artists. And I would always make sure that I I sat and I met with people that I knew I would vibe well with. And we would always start following each other on Instagram. We would you know, exchange information and we would stay in contact. And so this is the other, the other side of networking, which is actually creating those relationships. So building relationships is just as equally important as networking. So when you're networking at these events, right, you're meeting people, you're introducing yourself, you're telling people what you do. If and when you exchange information, definitely nurture those relationships. It's, you got to remember, it's not about, it's not about, you getting that job, it's about you creating a relationship for the longevity of your career. So for example, when you are, say, going to a convention and you meet another makeup artist that you really vibe with and you exchange information, instead of immediately being like, oh my God, I loved meeting you. Let me know if you have a job for me. Like that, that's a very like kind of like a selfish way of being like, I need job, please. I want to use you. Right. Same thing with when it's a really big makeup artist, you got to remember, especially with the bigger people, this is why I suggested kind of take some steps before you get to the big people. You got to remember that they are constantly being asked, Hey, if you have a job, let me know. Hey, I loved meeting you. You're my biggest mentor. If you ever need a, you know, an assistant, I would love to assist you. I would love to intern under you. I would love to shadow you. They get those questions all the time. And I'm like a nobody. And I get this question all the time. So I can't even imagine being somebody of a much, much, much higher caliber that is probably constantly being asked, hey, do you have a job for me? So just remember that. It's about creating those relationships. So my best piece of advice would be when you are reaching out to your big mentors or, you know, you met somebody that you really vibe with, just be like, yo, I really liked meeting you. I feel like we would, we connected really well. And if you ever have time for coffee, I would, I would love to sit and, and talk with you. Definitely take out the verbiage of, I would like to pick your brain. It is, I've heard from many, many artists, really annoying. 
So that is something that I am relaying to you from a very high-profile makeup artist. Um, and to be honest, I have had that be said to me a bunch of times too. And I can see where that person was like, all right, it's really annoying. Every single person says, please let me pick your brain. So anyway, it's more about you wanting to get to know them and, and you kind of indirectly saying like, let's see if we work well together. Because in all actuality, let's be honest with ourselves, you may or may not vibe well with that person. And then you get to set and, you know, had you gone directly and said like, let me work with you. And they're like, yeah, sure. Then, you know, what are you going to do if it was an absolute disaster? Which I personally strongly believe that everybody needs those experiences in their career just because they need to learn it. However, you know, just it's going to be a much stronger experience if you just really nurture that relationship before you go all in. So making sure that you really nurture those those relationships, I promise you, is going to help the longevity of your career. And, you know, nothing ever happens overnight, right? networking like when you're networking you guys like at the beginning of my career I was networking like crazy and it wasn't until like the fifth or sixth year that I really saw that networking like a goddamn crazy woman really pay off and that was when I feel like everybody was like oh my god you're so busy all the time so definitely just know that that is what was behind the scenes before any of that happened was all of the networking and when you really nurture those relationships that is when the longevity of like keeping clients and them just, you know, telling everybody they know about you. Like I pretty much from, gosh, I, I 90%, I would say of my clients were all word of mouth and the word of mouth started with say a handful of people that I networked with, nurtured my relationships with, and then they it was a snowball effect for every single one of them. It's like a big spider web. And I, you know, I'm so incredibly thankful that I can say I'm a very busy artist. I get consistent work every single month. But it I I did a lot, a lot of hard work with networking before any of that happened. So moral of the story is that networking is absolutely massive. And if you're not doing this, your success will be harder to obtain and take you longer than you probably have patience for. So I hope that this episode was helpful for you. This, like I said, is such a common question that I get. And the answer is pretty much the same every single time. So networking, networking, networking. <laughs>